the future of photography. Adrian, you should video, don't you? Uh, I do, yes. Do you do slow motion? <laughs> do you use do you uh, use slow I, motion I, I, in any way or shape or form? I I do. Do you know what? Funnily enough, I was uh, I was flicking back through some stuff uh, and uh, the other day with my daughter, and we were we found some videos of her jumping off steps and things like that, which mm. we had recorded in slow motion for fun. Yes. Now, I mean, t- today most people, uh, it's very easy for most people to shoot slow motion because your smartphones can do it. And most of them do like 120 frames per second or uh, 240 frames per second at a lower resolution and some go even higher. And uh, that's kind of one way to shoot high frame rates, right? You, you, you shoot at a high frame rate and you play it back slower. That's yeah, kind of that's the, the usual way. Yes, that's <laughs> the gold standard. That's uh, how you how you would do that. But of course, that has its limitations and the limitation is well the technology has to support it and depending on how slow you want to go uh that becomes expensive quite quickly and you need more light because if you shoot more frames per second the 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 shutter speed for the individual frame can only be as fast as that frame per second right so yeah well sh- yes absolutely that Let, is, let's that say is you shoot challenge. at a thousand frames per second that's just a theoretical uh example uh then a single frame can only be a thousandth of a second so you need more light if you look at like on youtube the slow-mo guys for example when they sh- sometimes shoot at like a hundred thousand frames per second that means that each of the shots can only be a hundred thousandth of a second which means they have to have a lot of light to make that work uh, another limitation is of course if you have footage that you didn't shoot that that's from somewhere in the past old stuff that you didn't shoot with a faster frame rate then um you have to find another way to make this into slow motion yeah. and of my, course my, my tv has a mode for that actually and it looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> okay so there, there are there are ways to fake it right to make stuff slower um, if you use a video editor, I use Final Cut Pro, for example, That's uh, that has several ways to slow down footage, existing footage that has maybe been shot at 30 frames per second, 24 frames per second. Um, and slowing it down in, the, in its default basic mode is just going to make those frames repeat. So you have like a stair-stepping kind of a jerky, shuddery motion. When you mm. slow it down, you will see the individual frames go click, 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 click. Yeah. yeah. So that that is kind of the de- default mode. That's the lowest computate, lowest computational effort mode, and uh, it's good enough for some things. And then there's a second mode that you can set up, and it's called frame blending, which kind of does some duplication of frames and over over blend blends them over, and it's a bit less jerky, but if you pause a video that's been slowed down like that, you get like double images and things. And it's optically not as beautiful. Um, and then there is a, a third mode, which <clears throat> a few years ago, well, several years ago, was introduced. And uh, it's called optical flow. And optical flow, I, I found this very, very interesting because what that does it is it interpolates additional frames between existing frames. So if you have yes, I understand yeah yeah if if you if if you want to 
half the speed of footage, it would create a new frame between each of the existing frames. And it does that by analyzing the frames and then doing, I don't know, some magic in between. And that is a very impressive mode and <clears throat> it works quite well. But it has its limitations, especially... Yeah, with I can tell you a limitation. <laughs> Go I, ahead. If it, I've got a real-world example of that because I think it's that is, is, is what my TV does. So my TV, it's a Sony TV. It's a few years old, but, but it has this equivalent to the optical flow thing where if you put through it... Let's say you're watching a, a, a movie uh, and the movie was shot at 24 frames per second... Uh, but for some reason you've got this thing on that you want to display everything at 60 frames per second. Um, the TV will take those frames and interpolate between them uh, and and create, uh, so it's not speeding them up or slowing them down. It's creating it's, fake it's, frames in between. Yeah, them, so right? it, it's, it's still saying in, in real time, um, but it's creating fake frames uh, and it's and it's smoothing and, and making it flow. Um, it... It, it, the the one time I saw it, um, uh, I, 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 somehow it had switched itself on. <laughs> um, it, it was an incredible distraction. From it, we were watching a movie, and and it was an incredible distraction because every now and again you'd get this really super fluid sixty fps look. Um, you know when you were when you and it was really jarring when you moved from something because they they do look very different, don't they? A twenty four or thirty fps looks very very different when you watch it to a sixty fps. True. Um, and, and the best way for people that are, are not so tuned into that difference is to do it on your phone. So in your, on your phone, you've probably got, even in the standard application, you've probably got choices for what frame rates you want to, to shoot. Um, and if you set it to the lowest one and then, yeah, which should be 25, 30, 24, something like that, and then go and do, look at it at, at uh, how it looks on the screen in 60 frames per second, it's very, very different look. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what I'm, what I'm, uh, what I'm referring to here is, if you want to slow things down, you do not want to add additional frames and play it back faster, but you want to slow something down. Let's say you have a a video of your of your daughter jumping, uh, and you shot this at thirty frames a second, and now you want to to make this into slow motion, so she will jump much slower. So. Uh, by inter- interpolating additional frames but still playing it back slower, you'd have that that effect, right? Yeah. Now the problem is that um, that is that algorithm is really bad with fast motion with with things that move fast because it only takes those two frames, the first and the second one, and interpolates additional frames in between. And <clears throat> if something is in the first frame and not in the second frame because it's already moved too far. Uh, it'll have a problem finding things to match to each other or the same thing is if you move the camera then there will be a side of the frame where things appear in the in the shot right they come from outside the frame into the frame so there will always be the situation where it's hard to it, it the camera can't guess what's coming into the frame so you will have weird artifacts going on especially at these motion boundaries at these edges and that used to be a big that is a big problem with optical flow so the university of massachusetts and the university of california at merced and nvidia again nvidia so they have their fingers in there <laughs> everywhere have come up with a better algorithm with an algorithm okay. that that 
uh, fixes that in some way. And of course, NVIDIA being on board, there is some artificial intelligence, some machine learning going on here. Um, they trained a, a neural neural network uh, with 1100 something video clips that were shot at 240 frames per second. Okay. Um, and pretty much taught the network what slow motion looks like. And the way this algorithm works, I, I didn't get it fully, but they were, they're pretty much doing a bi-directional look at like the frame before and after. And, and this way they can avoid some of these artifacts. And and then what they what they demonstrate in a video, we're going to link to that in the, in the show notes there, is uh, pretty much it's possible with that algorithm to slow things down almost infinitely, in, in infinite, almost to a stop. Okay. They have they have one example where where they like an extreme example where they shot something at thirty frames per second, and then they slowed it down to a thousand and eighty frames per second, which means they inserted between each of the thirty frames per second they inserted thirty six additional intermediate frames. Okay. So that is, that turns into a very super slow mo. So, and so, so yeah, but they would. So, so when you say a thousand, so it, it it creates a, a video file that is the equivalent of a thousand and eighty frames right. a second. Right. So when you play it back at normal speed, it will be super that's super slow, incredibly slow. Yes, yes, because yes, that would take you to get through a second of footage, right? As you and say, that and like sort of thirty six seconds or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> true. So that is that is not uh, the uh, the usual application for that i don't think that there is even a software available that uses that that uh, these algorithms at this point but uh, probably we wouldn't have to, enough time to watch too many of those videos yeah but <laughs> too, many, too many frames but i've i've edited video before and i've used optical flow that is available to me in the software and i was uh sometimes i had issues using that because of the artifacts and that algorithm if that was available that would pretty much take care of almost all the problems so <clears throat> even a, a 36 times slowdown looks incredibly good on that on that algorithm um, interesting yeah so what does that mean for the future of videography um maybe there will be more and more situations where you won't need more technology to get a slow motion because you can use existing frame rates and slow them down and it'll be good enough for what you what you need well i think it, it's the creativity angle isn't it i mean yeah that you you'll see a lot of the, the 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 high profile youtube vloggers and video producers these days will do a lot of b-roll and they'll shoot just you know automatically they'll just choose to shoot in 120 fps or something that's a lot like of that, that yes Yes. Yeah, and and so you know that that is a bit of a, a visual trend at the moment. Um, yeah, not an unpleasant one, <laughs> but but it is it is certainly quite uh, quite common at the moment. Oh, and, and and I've had I've had that problem with um, doing something for a client and uh, shooting things, and then in the in the edit in the post production, the client comes up and says, "Oh, can we make this slow motion?" And you <laughs> yeah. didn't. I didn't shoot it in slow motion because there was no mention of that that before. Or having that algorithm that would have given me a distinct advantage at that point um while i had to kind of fake it and it looked didn't look as good as it could have um the client was still happy but i wasn't because it, was, it could have been so much better yeah it, it, that that 
certainly in those sorts of situations, having the ability to manipulate the images at good quality, you know, at, at that level um, would be awesome, wouldn't it? You know, and, you know, especially when you think something like, I don't know if you were trying to shoot 360 degree video, you know, uh, where you have, uh, you know, so the cameras, you know, there's so much more data to capture, perhaps that the very, very uh, fewer options for shooting at slow-mo and, and stuff like that. So if you could do that in post as it, you know, using algorithms like that, this, uh, that would be really powerful as well. It is, it, it is, um, the, the other thing, actually, that's, that's another thing I can think of is, is that, you know, a lot of people are shooting by default stuff that they don't, you know, not just B-roll, but stuff by default that you might at 60 frames a second. Now, I don't know about you, I um, and this is a very personal thing, but I don't like what 60 FPS looks like, right? I am not a fan of that super fluid look. Yeah, and because because that's because, because you and I, we've grown up with... Uh, with a cinema footage that's shot at 24 frames a second with a shutter angle of 90 degrees or 180 degrees um, that just has a specific look to it that uh, is deeply ingrained in our subconscious. It does. And, and I've never, you know, and, and there are people who say that that's a very, you know, that's the most natural look and that's why it's there. There are other people that say, you know, oh, well, you know, do you know what, you know, back in the days of the early days of Hollywood, it was the least amount of film they could use to get a natural look. Um, yeah. So, so that I guess that's probably how building, it started. Yes. And it made building cameras easier because, you know, um, you know, and, and the whole thing about making movies more cost effective, but, uh, and I don't really know which of all of those things might be true or, or, uh, uh, just apocryphal, but it's, it's, um, you know, I, I have, uh, I, I'd like to be able to shoot at 24 or 25, 30 frames and, and have the option just, just for personal use, just have the option to slow things down. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'd be it would be nice to be able to do that. But hey, <laughs> I mean one one advantage that you that you might have doing it in post with an algorithm like this is, and this is this is going to be a bit technical, but is that you will still have a good shutter angle to work with, which is the amount of pretty much the amount of motion blur, the shutter speed of the individual frame, the amount of motion blur that you get when something moves in the frame. And uh, that's one of the things with the 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second, you end up with very short shutter speeds. And yes, you do. If yeah. you try to, if you try to, let's say, ditch every second frame to make a 60 frames per second to a 30 frames per second video, you would still have the short shutter speeds, which make it look different. Yeah. It, it, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, more more stuttered. Sometimes you can see the stuttering, can't you? You know, it's um, it, it's. Uh, I I have quite a lot of photos that I've taken that that have motion blur in them because it's things like my camera at that point in time is set up for video. I've got a three stop ND on the front of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that I can so that I can shoot at a reasonable shutter speed for video, you know, let's say something around a 50th of a second, let's say, or a 60th of a second, depending on your frame rate, which of course then when you, yeah, you, it, it, you can easily take photographs with that kind of setup and you can expose them correctly and what have you, especially if you've got an ND filter on the front of the lens. 
Um, but you do sometimes get a very different look, don't you? <laughs> because, you know, if you're out on a bright sunny day and, and your your shutter speed normally would be, let's say, uh, an 800th or a 1,000th of a second, mm-hmm. and suddenly you shoot the same shot at the 50th of a second, sometimes you can get a very different look, which... Which, which is why which is why it's hard to extract still photographs from video <laughs> if, if you if you're into into fluid motion uh, if that's what you want like let's say drone footage for example um the only way these days for most drones is to use an nd filter to slow down the shutter speed and give you more fluid motion yes mm, yes. anyway we are going to see hopefully see these algorithms uh, that algorithm in the wild sooner or later in final cut pro or yeah. whatever whatever is your uh, your app of choice to edit videos um, I, I go for i have two extremes actually i use davinci resolve if i'm using a, a computer so uh-huh. that, that that's you know uh, and then i i use LumaFusion on my ipad if i'm yep. just doing little bits and bobs <clears throat> yeah um, so so i go from one end of the scale to another on, on, on <coughs> terms of video editing kit um, I'm so so. Can I go away now and watch some? Because on this link that you've put in the show notes, there there's quite some good examples. I think yep. isn't there of uh, YouTube yeah. videos to watch? So so anybody, yes, listeners, please go and check out check out the show notes and and and, and tap on the uh, the YouTube links because there's some interesting videos to look at yep. there. And don't forget to post your photos online and and may, may I say videos too? If you shoot a video, you edit this on your smartphone um we want to see it under the hashtag tfop now t-f-o-p n-o-w and uh yeah we'll take a closer look in a few weeks and maybe pick out a few and talk about them here on the yeah, show yeah that would be good that'd be yeah. good and i have one other actual sort of an- announcement a bit grand of a word uh but it'd be great to hear from listeners who uh in uh, about 10 days are going to the photography show uh in birmingham here in the uk uh which is our own british mini version of photokina so you will be there uh, i will be there yes want to do a listener meetup saturday saturday the 16th of march uh i will be at the uh, national exhibition center the nec in birmingham right in the heart of the uk uh for the photography show which also this year is branded actually for the first time as the video show Yay. so i'm going to be interested to see have they got another hall or are they separating it out you know um you know what is it that's very very video focused i mean for the last few years when i've been it's um there, there's been plenty of video stuff going on because of course you know there's all, all the cameras can do both these days can't they True, so, yeah. uh, so be interesting to see how that how that changes things but yeah uh listeners um uh yeah if you if you're going to be there uh, on saturday the 16th of march um let us know uh, you can get in touch with us on twitter uh, uh our official twitter account for the show is at tfop now um my own personal twitter account is at aid 968 ade968 I think I should probably know that, shouldn't I? <laughs> you don't Twitter that much. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It's it's at eight nine six eight eight. I will monitor. I will monitor at least uh, the the TFOP now Twitter account. So uh, as soon as I get something there, I'll definitely forward to you. I will not be at the photo show, but uh, at least no, you will. Because you'll be traveling again, won't you? Probably. <laughs> 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 All right. So I guess that covers it for this episode episode 67 and we'll be back with uh, 68 not too far from now until then take care bye bye bye
You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.